Welcome to Passion Life Church. Good morning and welcome to Passion Life Church this morning. It's the last Sunday of the year and what an honor and a privilege it is to be able to come together to connect and to get into God's word. And I'm telling you, I believe that God has an incredible word for you today. I want to encourage you, get out a notebook, a pen and a, or your smartphone, however you take notes, but you need, you're going to need to take notes today because I'm just believing that God has a word in season for you and for me. I want to welcome all of you that are watching for the very first time. Thanks for checking us out. And listen, we'd love to connect with you. If you would, take out your smartphone and simply text the word CONNECT to 951-382-5757. We'd like to know that you are here today, and I believe that this is going to bless you. We are finishing the series that we've called The Miracle of Christmas. And I want to talk to you today about being faithful to the finish. Being faithful to the finish. You know, today what we're going to do is we're going to look at Jesus's life from his birth to his death, and we're going to study how he finished strong. Jesus was faithful, amen? And he finished. And I love that the Bible calls him faithful. John wrote in Revelation 19 verse 11, he says, now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. What a spectacular moment this will be when Jesus comes back and John's saying he's going to be on a white horse and he's going to be called faithful and true. And I want to encourage us today and remind us that God is faithful. Look, not all of 2020 was bad. Come on, somebody. There was some good. Have you given God thanks for it? Can we just take a moment and just focus on the faithfulness of God? God has been faithful. Come on. Has he been faithful to you? Type it in the chat. He is faithful. And you know, it's in God's very nature. It's in his very character to always finish what he starts. God never starts something without finishing. I mean, think about creation, right? He worked, he created for six days and on the seventh day he rested. Why did he rest? He rested because he was finished. God finishes what he starts. You know, God will finish what he starts even despite men's failures. Yeah. What do you mean, Phil? Well, think about it. I mean, God created Adam. Adam failed. Adam messed up in his humanness. He sinned. But you know what? God sent what the Bible calls the second Adam, the last Adam, to take the first Adam's place. Listen, I think this is so amazing because when Adam, the first Adam, right, he failed by eating from the tree, but the second Adam was faithful and hung on a tree. Why? Because God wants to finish what he starts. And this is good news to us, my church family. It's good to, news to us to know that our God is a finisher. Why? Because he wants to finish 
what he started in you. He is committed to do that. He's committed to finish what he has begun in you. I love what Philippians chapter one, verse six says. It says being confident. Come on, let's have confidence in this. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, God is a finisher and he's going to finish what he started in you. Come on, say that with me. Say he's going to finish it. Say he's going to finish it. Now, I believe that this week is such an important week. And I'm going to tell you why. In this week, we celebrated the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who and what a celebration it is. I mean, all around the world, people decorating, putting lights, Christmas programs online. I mean, churches going all out for the birth of the King. I love it. And because, you know what I think it represents? A new birth represents a new life. It represents a new start, a new dream, right? And I believe that for us, looking at the birth of Jesus, it shows us that God wants to birth new things in the world and in our lives. I love that, you know, but it also tells us, and I think this is what's important. See, the miracle of Christmas isn't about just God being able to bring about a miraculous birth, but I believe the miracle of Christmas is also about how God can bring the miraculous throughout our lives so he can bring to fruition what he has birthed in us so we can finish. Did you get that? See, God can finish what he started because he begins with the end in mind. And so when he births something and that is miraculous, that doesn't mean that the miracles are going to stop. No, it means that there will be the miraculous until God brings to fruition, full fruition, what he has for your life. God is going to finish what he started in you. You know, but when we look in this manger, there was more in that manger than just a baby. You know, when, when you look in that manger, what was the Prince of Peace came to the earth. Peace came to the earth. Hope came to the earth. And so this week we celebrate the birth, the new, right? <laughs> the birth of Jesus Christ. But yet, watch, in the next couple of days, we're going to celebrate the end of this year. And some of you are like, you know, Phil, hey, we need to celebrate the end of this year. I'm waiting for 2020 to be over. Listen, so we're going to celebrate the end of this new year, right? But then we're going to celebrate a new year, new beginning, right? And that's kind of how life is, right? Life has endings and beginnings and beginnings and endings. But let me just say, I think this, this week is so important um, because as we stand on the precipice of a new year, you know, how you exit one season determines how you go into the next season. And so here's what I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you in these next couple of days to really seek the Lord, really seek the Lord and ask yourself, say, God, am I being faithful to what you have called me to do? I think it's a great time to examine ourselves and look and realign and say, hey, am I being faithful to what God has called me to do? Because I think what's interesting is that we come to the end of the new year and we're looking and thinking about the new year. We start asking ourselves this question like, okay, 
What kind of diet do I need to get on, right? And then maybe what kind of uh, exercise regimen do I need to start? And all those things are good, my church. I think that's incredible. And I think we need to ask ourselves those questions. But what we can do is we we can forget to ask ourselves the most important question of all. And that is, am I being faithful to what God has called me to do? It's the most important question question because it's the reason why you exist. And listen, I want you to make it a priority this week to really seek God and say, God, what is it that you have me to do? What is my purpose for my life? Now, as we come to the end of this new year, I think it's really important. We need to make a decision to end what needs to be ended and start what needs to be started. I think the best way to enjoy the new is to know that the old is gone. So I decided personally, I want to walk in Jesus's footsteps. I want to finish faithfully. I want to be faithful to what God has called me to do. Church has totally changed how we're doing church. You know, we are planning to reopen. You say, Pastor Phil, I know that you've you've been telling us that. I know it's not as easy as you think. (laughs) We're planning to reopen. But I want to tell you, when this whole thing started, I made a decision that even though the method may change, the message doesn't change. And so if I've got to sit here and right now I'm talking to a camera, if I got to talk to a camera, I'm going to be faithful and talk to a camera. If that's what I got to do, I'm going to do it and I'm going to finish and I'm going to be faithful. How about you? Where did you learn that, Phil? I learned that by looking at Jesus's life. Jesus finished. He finished strong. And I believe you can finish strong too. And so what I want to do is I want to give us four ways today by looking at the life of Jesus. And I want to look at four ways that Jesus was able to faithfully finish. Now, I'm sure that there's more ways, but I'm just looking at this year, going to this next year. I think there's four things that I really want to focus on. And here's the first one. Jesus was able to faithfully finish because number one, Jesus understood the importance of his purpose. Now, Jesus was born. He became a teenager. He grew up. He had an incredible ministry for 33 years. And then he was betrayed. We know he was beaten. He was bruised. And I want to just fast forward to this moment where he is standing before Pontius Pilate. And he's standing there and Pontius Pilate is looking at him and asking him some questions. Look at John chapter 18, verse 37. And it says, Pilate therefore said to him, who's him? Jesus. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king for this cause. I was born and for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. You know, I find this so interesting how Jesus responds to Pilate. Now, let's take a moment. Jesus is standing before Pilate and he's in excruciating pain. He is on trial. He's been betrayed. He feels like everybody has been against him. Now, let me just say, he's on trial for (laughs) blasphemy. 
He's on trial because they don't, they're saying you are not who you say you are. The truth was, is Jesus was exactly who he said he was. And I think that that's what can happen when we are in a trial. Ever been through a trial? You may be in a trial right now. But I wonder if you've ever been in a trial this year that has tried to make you doubt who you are. But look at how Jesus responds. He responds with purpose, his mission statement. And this is what he says. He says, for this cause. I was born. This is the reason that I am on this earth. See, here's what I have learned is that purpose has pulling power. It'll pull you through at times because purpose is the reason why you exist. I mean, think about this. Your potential, your passion is all tied to your purpose, your gifts, your talents, the reason why you're gifted and talented the way that you are. It all has to go back to your purpose. You know, your ultimate fulfillment in life, I believe, goes right back to your purpose. And Jesus was able to overcome in these trials because he understood his purpose. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about purpose because I think it's just so powerful. See, purpose helps you to see things in the proper perspective. (laughs) Jesus is standing there and Pilate's like, hey, uh, are you a king? Are you a king? Pilate, you are standing before the king of all kings and you're asking, are you a king? You know, and Jesus is standing there, but he understand this is why he came. He came for every single person who is out there yelling, crucify him, crucify him. He came for Barabbas. You remember Barabbas who they yelled and they said, free Barabbas. He came for, you know who Jesus came for? He came for Pontius Pilate too, and his wife and all of humanity. Jesus said, he said, you know, I came to my own and they didn't even know me. But see, Jesus understood that that was his purpose. His purpose gave him perspective to understand why people didn't know what was going on, why people were treating him the way that they were treating him. Come on, is this good? Now, I want to help you. I want to go a little bit deeper because, see, I actually believe that your purpose will even give you perspective in pain. Jesus was in pain, but you know, he responded with purpose. You know, the other, um, probably about a month ago or so, now a little more than that in October, end of October, our, our family, we went to Fort Worth, Texas, because um, I just came out with a new book. It's called The Power of Thank You. And um, we were going to do some media for that. And that'll be still unrolling out in the new year. And so we decided with our family, we were going to go up into this park. I mean, there was a lot of, of trees around. It was it just like, it looked like a huge forest. Well, we parked our car and all of our family got out and, you know, it was my son, Gavin, and a couple of his smaller cousins and his older cousin. And man, we were just having a great time. But we walked about a half a mile. I mean, it looked like we were in the middle of a forest. You could not see any cars, none of that. And so we were playing and we were just running around. It was, we were having an incredible time. And so I decided to run off and I was playing with one of my nephews. And all of a sudden, you know, I hear my wife start yelling my name, Phil, 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 Gavin's not responding, Phil. And I'm, I don't, you know, I don't know what's happening. And, you know, I don't know. I was about 50 feet from where she was at. And I just see my son in her arms. And so I ran over there and my son is not responding. And, and so here's the reality. We had no water to, to give him. 
and there was trees all around. It's not like we were right on the on the road and we could just call we uh, you know the ambulance. So all of a sudden, here's what we did. They were calling the ambulance, and I picked up my son, and he's unresponsive. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's dead. I, I don't I don't know. And I'm picking him up. He's about I don't know 85 to 90 pounds. Now, mind you, we're about a half a mile or so even from our cars, and it's like this I don't know like mountainous kind of area. And so I have him in my arms, about 90 pounds, and I just start to run. I don't know if you've ever carried 90 pounds for about half a mile, but you know what? I'm gonna tell you something, I was in pain. I was in pain, I, my heart was racing, it was hot, and my arms hurt, And but here's the reality. Watch this. I understood my role and my purpose in what was going on. Even in the midst of my pain, my purpose gave me perspective on the pain. What do I mean? Even though I had pain, my purpose is number one, to be father, to be protector. Number two, my purpose is to get this boy to help. And I'm running, I'm praying in tongues, and I'm in pain. My heart is broken. I feel helpless. Come on, somebody. But what I'm trying to tell you is when you have purpose and you understand purpose, it gives you the proper perspective even in the pain. And I'm running and all of a sudden I hear my son's voice. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I was praying in tongues. I'm speaking life over him. And all of a sudden he's like, dad. And I'm, I'm st- I mean, <laughs> it's like my adrenaline's kicking in and I'm just running. He's like, dad, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. And I didn't put him down. I just kept running and then finally I put him down and he's walking. The ambulance comes over and, uh, you know, they check him and and he's fine. And he looks at me and he says, Dad, can we go to Chick-fil-A? Come on. I knew that that boy was fine when he said, you know, let's go to Chick-fil-A. But my point to you is there's such a power in purpose. And when you understand your purpose, it gives you the right perspective on life, gives you the right perspective for your pain that you're going through. But I want to also say this. If you don't understand your purpose, you'll always have the wrong perspective in life. Come on, somebody. Come on, this is powerful. This is why Jesus said, for this cause I was born. See, God wants us to be able to fill in this blank. For this cause, come on, blank, I was born. Now, we need to be able to fill that in. Now, maybe not today, maybe you don't know, but I want you to take the next couple of days and seek the Lord because this is the reason why you were placed on the planet. And purpose has such power in our life. You know, John talked about another purpose that Jesus came to the earth for. I love this. First John 3, 8, for this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Here was another reason why Jesus came to earth to destroy the works of the devil. Thank you, Jesus, that you finished faithfully and you destroyed the works of the devil. You know, you know me, I like to look up words in the Greek. This word destroy means this, to break up, to loose, to release. 
set free, to deprive of authority, to overthrow and to do away with. And this is my prayer for us today. I pray right now that every work of the enemy be exposed in your life, that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Come on, no sickness. Come on, in Jesus' name, we lift up everybody that has been diagnosed right now with COVID-19. That is a work of the enemy. And we pray right now that you be released in Jesus' mighty name, that every work of the enemy be destroyed because Jesus was faithful and he finished. Here's number two. This is how Jesus finished faithfully. Jesus didn't allow pain to pollute him. Now, how you process pain is important. And if you're a human, we all experience pain. Now, many people like to deny their pain. We don't talk about pain a lot. And I think that's why we, 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 we hide it, we deny it, because pain is viewed as weakness. If you say and you talk about how you're in pain, oh, you're weak. You know, you've heard the quote, pain is weakness leaving the body. But I wonder how many of us right now, you know what? Let's talk about pain. How many of us today are in pain? And I want to tell you why. Some of us have lost loved ones to COVID-19. Man, you've had loss. Some of you have not had loss in terms of someone passing away, but someone divorced you. They, they divorced you this year. Man, that is a loss. That hurts. There's pain. And we don't like to talk about it. We like sometimes just to pretend like everything's okay when it's not okay. Right. And maybe some of you here, you know, this year was tough with friends and people talked about you. People gossiped about you. But listen, you can't allow the pain to pollute you. You know, growing up when I was in Bible college, you know, they never talked to us about pain, <laughs> about how being a leader, there's going to be painful situations that you're going to have to go through. They never, I think actually they should have a class called pain management, right? They didn't never told us, listen, as a pastor, as a leader, you're going to be criticized. People are going to stab you in the back. People are going to talk about you. People are going to walk out of your life and not even tell you why. There's going to be pain. They don't, we don't talk about that. Right. It's just something. And today I, I want to address this because I think so many people don't finish faithfully because they've allowed the pain to pollute them. You know, think about Jesus's leadership team for a minute. You know, we don't talk about Jesus's emotional pain, but Judas betrayed Jesus. I mean, he spent three years with Jesus. Jesus knew him. Jesus loved Judas. What about Peter? Peter denied him. Thomas doubted him and they all saw the same miracles. And listen, I want you to finish strong. This is why I'm talking about pain. You know, when I think about even Jesus and Judas's relationship at the Last Supper, man, Jesus loved Judas and he got down and he washed Judas's feet. You know, the sad Reality is, is that Judas never changed as much as Jesus loved him, as much as Jesus served him. Judas never changed. Judas committed suicide. You know, Jesus had somebody on his leadership team that committed suicide. Do you know how hard that is? Emotionally, man, Jesus loves people. But you know what? Jesus didn't allow his pain to pollute him.
And you know, I don't want you to quit because your pain is causing you not to see your purpose correctly. We've got to deal with our pain. Listen, now, when I know my purpose, I know that there comes a certain level of opposition because of my purpose. And now I know that. See, in Bible college, they didn't talk to us a lot about that. But now I've realized that, you know, this last, gosh, 12 days, my wife and I had got the diagnosis of COVID-19 and we were feeling okay. You know, my wife started to have a fever. She didn't feel well. And man, my heart was going out to her. And then all of a sudden I lost my sense of smell, my sense of taste. And, but I was still feeling great until just probably like four or five days ago, man, there was, my wife started feeling better, but we're taking care of each other. But the last three or four days, man, there was pain. I mean, I, <laughs> there were days that I did not know if I was going to be alive. I felt like I was dying. I want to tell you something, something in my spirit starting to rise up. And these words that Jesus said to Pontius Pilate just started to rise up. For this cause I was born. I have a purpose. God is going to finish what he started in me. Praise God. I started to think about who's counting on me. I just can't quit. I wonder who's counting on you today. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And the Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He brings back to our remembrance what we have placed in our heart. And the scriptures started to come out. And I remember saying, you know what? God's not finished with me yet. He will finish what he started. You know why? Because he began a good work in me. Come on. And then I just began to declare. Come on, like Katie talked about last week. I started to tell my body, listen, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, Phil. Body, you need to be quickened by that spirit. That's what the Bible says. That the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. It will quicken your mortal body. And so I just begin to declare it. Body, be quickened by this spirit of resurrection. Come on, somebody. But now, I think this is important. Jesus didn't allow his pain to pollute him because Jesus had a pain plan. <laughs> I have a pain plan plan now. I've learned as much as we don't want to talk about pain. Listen, because we're people of faith. <laughs> I think sometimes we think as being people of faith that, you know, being a person of faith, we, we, we just deny things. No, faith does not deny the facts. Faith just doesn't focus on the facts, right? If you're in pain right now, it's a great indication for you to be able to say, God, I need a miracle, right? But here's what happens. We need to get healed of our pain. But I want to say this. There, there's more pain in the future. There's more pain that comes, right? Why? Because there's humans on the earth. There's the enemy. But listen, I want you to follow Jesus's pain plan because he had one. But first, Here's what we need to do. Part of this pain plan is that you and I, we need to get stronger spiritually. You know, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why? So you can stand in the evil day. And then it gives us the armor of God. Why? Because there's going to be a battle because there can be pain. But being strong enables us to stand. And so one of and part of the pain plan that we need to be on is we need to get stronger spiritually, my church family. 
We need to, and I, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised, you know, as this whole COVID-19 uh, happened, that people were just like, all of a sudden, whew, right into fear. You know, we need to be stronger. We need to be able to stand in the evil day. But that comes from being strong in the Lord. But I want to tell you, here's another part of the pain plan. You need to forgive. Forgiveness is a part of the pain plan. You know, one thing that I noticed about Jesus, before Jesus on the cross said, it is finished, he said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Ooh, I think that's pretty deep. So before Jesus finished and said it was finished, he had to forgive. So that tells me that if I don't forgive, I'm not going to finish faithfully. And Jesus didn't just take on the sin of the world. He became the sin of the world. And after being betrayed and beaten by all of these people, humanity, he says, God, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I want to tell you, we need to forgive and you need to forgive. And God will help you, but you need to forgive even if they don't apologize. If they never apologize to you again, you still need to forgive. Listen, we need to forgive even if there's no closure. I think that's one of the hardest parts when, you know, there is some type of conflict in our life is that we want closure. We want somebody to say, hey, this is why this happened. You may never get that, but you need to forgive anyway. You need to forgive even if it was a leader that hurt you. Well, you know, Pastor Phil, they are supposed to know better. Yep. And maybe they did it intentionally, but you need to forgive them anyway. And I want to tell you why we need to forgive because first it honors God, but we need to forgive because forgiveness brings freedom, but unforgiveness brings more pain. That's why we've got to have a pain plan, right? That involves forgiveness. See, this is what I love about Jesus. Jesus had a pain plan. He knew what he was going to say when there was pain. He knew how to respond when there was pain, and he knew what he was going to do when there was pain. And you know what that was? That was to forgive. And we, as we stand here on the precipice of this new year coming in, I believe God wants to birth new things. You know, the Bible says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for those that love him. And I want us as a church, I want you personally to step into that new that God has, but you're going to have to get rid of the old if you're going to finish faithfully. Are you getting something out of this this morning? And here's number three. Here's another way that I believe Jesus finished faithfully. Jesus released the pressure in prayer. You know, Jesus was arrested in the garden, but before he was arrested in that garden, he told the disciples, go pray. And then he was going to pray. Listen, if Jesus prayed while he was on the earth, we need to pray while we are on earth. But look at Jesus's prayer right now. Remember, I want you to remember, we're studying how Jesus did this. Luke chapter 22, verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them. He is Jesus and the them was the disciples. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. 
Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Listen to that. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like drops of blood falling down to the ground. I want to ask you this question. How are you releasing the pressure you're under? How are you releasing it? Are you releasing it on your wife? Are you releasing it on your kids, your family? Are you taking it out on yourself? How are you releasing the pressure that you're under? You know, oftentimes I think we release the pressure we're under by talking to people. And I think it's important, but I think what's important is that you talk to the right people because sometimes we're releasing this pressure and putting a pressure on people that can do nothing for our situation. That's why prayer is so important because stress and pressure affects your health, my church family, and you were not made for that. And so what I have learned is I've got to pray when I'm glad. I've got to pray when I'm sad. I've got to pray when I'm mad. You've got to learn how to do that because, you know, we've got to learn how to release the pressure in prayer. Well, Pastor Phil, I've just never talked to God when I'm mad. Well, why don't you talk to God when you're mad instead of talking to your spouse or kicking the dog? Because I'll tell you what, God can handle your anger. God can handle the pressure. We are supposed to cast our care on him because he cares for us. And I want to tell you, God releases supernatural strength and guidance in prayer. See, prayer connects us to the power of God. Prayer is a pressure reliever. Come on, write that in the chat. Write it in your notes. Prayer is a pressure reliever. Isn't it interesting that as Jesus is feeling the weight of sin, he starts to feel the weight of his assignment. He begins to pray and you know what the Bible says that he began to have strength. God sent an angel to strengthen him. And then he said, not my will, but your will be done. See, prayer will help you relieve the pressure, but it'll also help you get to where you need to be regarding your purpose. Come on, is this good today? So Jesus knew the power of his purpose. And we need to know that. Number two, we need to make sure that pain doesn't pollute us. Number three, we release the pressure in prayer. And here's the last one for today. I believe Jesus finished faithfully because number four, Jesus trusted God's plan. God has a plan. You know, I've done youth ministry for over Gosh, 19 years. And one of the arguments that I've heard teenagers tell their parents when they're in conflict, they'll tell their mom or dad, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be born. Yeah. Think about this for a minute. You wouldn't know to ask to be born. So this means that there was a higher power, God, who above your own intellect had a purpose that was totally beyond you. And he puts you on this earth and you didn't even ask. You couldn't even imagine. And he, the Bible says he knew you and formed you even before you came into this earth. Wow. He's a genius. He's amazing. He's our God. But this is bigger than you, right? But when God has a purpose for you, along with that comes a plan. 
It comes a plan. And my church family, when we look in the manger as we celebrated Christmas, listen, the manger and the cross are just evidence that God can execute the plan that he has. Yeah. And you know what? God always has a plan. I want you to say that with me. God always has a plan. He had a plan for Jesus coming into the earth. And he announced that plan. Think about it. A hundred, hundreds of years before Jesus came into the earth. There was a plan for him to come. And right, it was foretold. Think about it. The plan, God knew exactly where that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. This was talked about, it was prophesied. And I find this interesting. There just so happened to be a census in Nazareth, right? The census that came out and he had to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, to where God had planned him to be born. God knew what Jesus would be born in. It was prophesied that he would be born in a manger. I find it interesting that there just so happened to be no room at the end. You know, I mean, that's amazing. But he was born exactly where God plan. You know, Bethlehem means the house of bread and Jesus is the bread of life. God had it planned. You know, God had a plan on who, who, think about this, who would give birth to a son, a virgin conceived. The Bible says, think, have you, you know, sometimes we can just read over these things. I think, listen to this, a virgin conceived. That doesn't happen. It can only happen by the miraculous power of God that a virgin can conceive. But God had a plan for Jesus's birth, but he also had a plan for Jesus's ending. He had a plan for Jesus's beginning coming to the earth, but he also had a plan for Jesus's ending and how he would die. Do you know what I find so interesting is that there was about 351 Old Testament prophecies fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Listen, my church family, Jesus finished faithfully despite being tempted, despite being misunderstood, despite the pressure, despite the betrayal, despite the pain God brought his plan about in Jesus. Now, I want to tell you something, but Jesus had to have faith in God's plan. See, Jesus told everyone he was going to die and he would raise from the dead on the third day. But Jesus had to trust that what God said would happen. Jesus had to have faith in the fact that God would raise him from the dead. And my church family, God is faithful. Amen. Listen, you may not always understand his plan. Do you think COVID-19 was a surprise to God? Oh, no, it wasn't. And I'm not saying, listen, hear me. I'm not saying that this is a part of God's plan. I'm just saying God knows what humans are going to decide. He knew what was going to happen. But even in this, God has a plan. Here's what God needs from you and I. God needs your permission to allow his plan to unfold in your life. You can work your own plan. You can live in your own will and do your own thing. And you will never fulfill your purpose and you will never finish what God started in you. And it's the most unfulfilling thing. But I have decided I'm going to be faithful to the finish. Now, listen, I'm speaking to a lot of people today and I don't know where you're at. 
But here's what I do know. You can come back. You can get realigned. Come on, in these next couple of days, take some time and say, God, I want to submit to your will, to your plan. Show me my purpose. Reveal it to me. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to be faithful and finish and allow God's work to happen in my life. And God will do it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm praying for people as we come to the end of this year, Lord. Many are confused. Many feel disoriented in this season. And Father, right now I speak, Lord, that purpose be revealed in their life. Vision be revealed. Father, just like you birthed Jesus and we celebrate his birth, Lord, I pray that you would birth new things according to the purpose that you have for their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are perfecting that which concerns your children and that you, because you began the work, you will finish it in Jesus' name. So come on, say this with me. Say, God, I give you permission. Say, God, I give you permission. I want your plan to unfold in my life. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say this prayer for you today. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart and forgive you of all of your sins. Listen, I don't care how you started. You can still finish well in Jesus' name. I don't care what you've done, how many times you've done it. Jesus' blood is more powerful than your sin. Would you pray with me today? Just say this in faith. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Jesus, come inside my heart. Father, forgive me of all of my sin. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to live for you. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, would you pick up your your smartphone and just text the word BELIEVE to 951-382-5757. We just want to know that you prayed this prayer today. I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. What a great way to end 2020. And start 2021 as a child of God. I want to remind you that he who began a good work in you will finish it. Praise God. You know, before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to be generous and to give back. If God has done some good things this year, if you've seen his miraculous power, let's give back and honor God. You know, it's a great time as well to get in your end of the year giving. You know, we are a 501c3 corporation, and so we're going to be sending out the tax receipts for everybody who give. And so it's a great time even just to get your end of the year giving. And here's a couple of giving options that we have for you. You can text to give. You just text the word PLC Marietta to 77977. Come on, if you're listening on iTunes, on on iHeartRadio today or SoundCloud, come on. Today you can give. You spell PLC Marietta, one word, P-L-C-M-U-R-R-I-E-T-A. And you just text PLC Marietta to 77977. Or you could check out our website and give there at passionlifechurch.com. Click the giving uh, button and you can give there as well. You can also send us a check. People have been sending checks and you can do that as well by going to the website and click on give and it'll give you the address there. Listen. If you need prayer, 
you're not alone. Even though, listen, we're not having in-person gatherings, still email us your prayer. Don't hide your pain. Come on, let's deal with it so it doesn't pollute us. If you're going through something, don't go through it alone. Email us at info at passionlifechurch.com. Listen, we love you. We have an all new series coming at you in 2021. Excited to be with you next week. And we'll be talking about our reopening. We love you. God bless you. And happy new year.